Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. And Amber is not here again. She's at work. Sometimes she gets scheduled for Monday nights. And she's really bummed because she missed out on a really great time that I had with the mighty Troy Taylor. One thing I want to bring up again, in case you have not had this smashed into your skull, this week we're going on the road. The time has finally come. Alton, Illinois, the Haunted America Conference, June 21st and 22nd in Alton, Illinois, as I already said. Uh, If you're not going, what's wrong with you? It's going to be a great time. Uh, A ton of amazing speakers that uh, uh, Troy and I talked about a couple of them here tonight, amongst a bunch of other stuff. Uh, But this is the week. We go on the road this week for the Haunted America Conference. And Troy Taylor was nice enough to come and visit me. And have a conversation with me, which Troy and I don't ever really get a lot of time to have any solitary conversations. So why not record it and let every one of you guys hear it also? Enjoy my conversation with Troy Taylor. Taylor, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been um, been a crazy day. It's a crazy week. You know, we've got just a few more days until the 23rd <sighs> annual Haunted America Conference. So yeah, man. We're up to our eyeballs and lists Stuff. and notes and raffle prizes and, you know, every, <laughs> everything you, know, you can imagine. It's a little crazy. So. You know, what's funny about today is I went to, um, went to the clothing store to get a new dress for this weekend, right? And, um, <laughs> a ball gown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew, I, knew, I, knew I needed to get a new gown for the ball. Uh, and the lady, the lady said, I, she, you know, I walk in. She's like, oh, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a new dress. And, uh, and she's like, well, you know, how's your day going? And I'm like, it's a Monday. And she's yeah, like, she's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I go. I go. It's a Monday, and I mean Mondays are Mondays, but today actually felt like one. It really felt like a Monday. I know. I know. Right? Normally, you know, people people post that stuff all the time about Mondays, and it's like it's so cliche. When you're, when you're self-employed, yeah, every Monday. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's you're you're putting out a fire everywhere, so it yeah. doesn't matter every single day. But yeah, I I agree with you. Today did feel like a Monday. I've got stuff I have to do on Monday mornings, and then. Uh, we took off. Lisa and I took off today to go film something. Oh, really? Uh, so we've been gone all day. We just got back a few minutes ago. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. Worked out well. Yeah, I know you said um, we were talking about that back and forth. And you know, I'm sorry about that because you told me like, hey man, we may need to do it a little later if that's cool. And you know, I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem at all. Totally flexible. Well, I, and then I hit I you with another them, email because I have no memory anymore. I'm the memory of a goldfish. I'm like, yeah, seven o'clock or, or else, motherfucker, or whatever. And I'm like, it's <laughs> well, I, you know, I told them, I said, listen, I have to be back at six o'clock 
my time and it's it was about an hour and a half away so they're like we're, we we've got you for a hard out at three o'clock we got you for a hard and they kept telling me that yeah and then we got in there to do it but i mean jesus i've done this i mean i've done the filming stuff i said listen i can talk in sound bites we're, we're fine here so <laughs> you know I, I we were done in like 30 minutes with everything we needed to do and they're like whoa <laughs> you know we're not used to this and i go i know but i've done this like two three hundred times so we're good but it was fun it was it was really fun i um, yeah. had a good time with these guys and it was a cool location we were at the uh, original springs hotel in oakville and uh i got to see grant wilson who i you know don't see very often and it was nice yeah you know we had a good time we had a real good time and we drove home and we got back and everything worked out great. So yeah, we saw Grant last year at the Michigan conference here in the Upper Peninsula. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know yeah. that was that was Amber. You know Amber was has been stopping in there. She's been going there here and there for a number of years. And I had never went. <clears throat> and you know I was kind of out of the game there for a long time. So we came last year and I bumped into Grant Wilson. He's like, "Holy shit, where you been, dude?" <laughs> Like, I'm like, I've been around. I just haven't been here. <laughs> yeah, it was like I – yes, it, it's the same thing that happened today. I wrapped up all my stuff, and we got ready to leave. We were outside, and one of the guys from the crew goes, hey, Troy Grant's looking for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. Man, I didn't, yeah. I'll come back in. So we went back in, and I chatted with him for a while, and then we took off and got back on time. So – it worked out well. Well, you know, in, in, in regards to Grant and Jason, too, we don't talk about them very much on this show at all. No. But, you know, a, a story I like, you know, I don't tell, I don't know if we've ever really told this story, and I don't want to eat the whole show up with this. I'll keep it brief. But, all right. like, it's actually a pretty funny thing, because I don't know if I've told you this or not, too, Troy. Back in, like, 2000, it would have been probably, like, a couple months into us doing the original show, you know, mm -hmm. back in, like, 2002. Um, right. One day, Doug calls me and says, hey, man, um... Our site crashed, and this was back in the days of like GeoCities and stuff. You know, right. so we, oh, we yeah. had a crappy yeah. GeoCities website that we bought a domain. <laughs> we bought our own domain and just you know just wide it over yeah. to that thing, right? And right, right. Doug's like, our website is crashed, and he's. I'm like, well, what the heck? So we looked at the logs, and we kept getting. It was like you know link backs from this website called the Atlantic Paranormal Society, which was right. like in, in long <laughs> right. form, in right. long form, right? And yeah. I'm like, who the hell are these people? So we go over there. And we, you know, we see like Jason and Grant on the, on the cover of the website and we're like, where are they? So we emailed them. We, they had an email, you know, you could, you could email those guys. So we literally emailed them and said, Hey guys, thanks for crashing our website. We appreciate that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause what they did yeah. is they, they actually put us on the, the front page of their website and said, we found oh, this okay. really neat show from Michigan with these two guys who are just down in their basement riffing, having a riot, and we think it's a ball. Check them out. So, and even then, that was right before the show started up, and they were getting all the the steam was building, though, right? Right. And right. I think they just had a, that, that site was obviously getting a ton of traffic, so he, they routed it our way and killed our site, which was cool because. Um, you know, for one thing, what they did was they made us feel really good. <laughs> We're like, wow, somebody, yeah, right, these right, guys right. actually like us, and they seem to be pretty pretty interesting dudes. And B, uh -huh. Doug and I were like, maybe we should, you know, maybe get a real server now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it did, did serve a purpose. Yeah, yeah. You and know, you know so what? I've got a similar story. Yeah. In about 2005, now, I think that show, I think their show, I think the first episodes aired in like late, 2004 of ghost hunters when they were doing that yeah, in okay. like 2005 
they decided to put on the front page of their website a link to my old Ghost Hunters guidebook that I did. Remember oh, okay. Yeah, 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 totally. And they put, they never told me. And I'm like, I just kept getting all these orders. And I'm like, what the, the hell? Are, <laughs> where are these coming from, man? And then I found out where it was. And I'm like, okay, this is nuts. I mean, this yeah. is crazy, you know? So, yeah, they, uh, I mean, there are many varied paths that those two have taken over the years. But, yeah. you know... Overall, I mean, I still, I still, you know, they're still good dudes. Um, you know, they do their shows. They do. They've done other shows. They've stopped doing one show. They've started doing another show, and it's it's just one yeah. thing after another. But yeah. you know what? Overall, I still, I've always liked those guys. I really have. They, well, they're good guys, and you know. Yeah, and, and I mean the thing with that too. Yeah, I mean, and you know my my stance on all that, and it's pretty obvious. Oh, sure, and sure, even sure. Yeah, Jay and Grant, those guys know my stance on it too. But I've, you know, even with that, I mean, I'm the same way with those guys. Every time I've ever talked to those guys, they were always super nice. Um, yeah, you know, they were really they very complimentary on what we were doing with Ghostly Talk, uh, which really blew my mind. Um, you know, I you know I don't <laughs> maybe know if they were just blowing smoke up my ass. I don't know, but it was it was yeah, still very nice so. to talk to those guys. They were they were they've always been very nice to us. They were always very cool. So yeah, I mean, and I can say that like you know yeah I'm not I'm not into the show thing, but you know those guys obviously the funny thing about those guys is anywhere you go. I love this because, and we know this, how this whole thing works, Troy, is you'll always have, you'll bump into those people that are like, and there'll be the rumor mill. And everywhere I go, I'll hear some crazy rumor, but did you hear what Grant did or did you hear what Jason did? And I'm like, how do you even know, man? Yeah. yeah. What, are, what are you talking about, dude? You know, know, so when you actually talk to the people, I'm like, you know, whatever they got, whatever the hell they do, I don't care. You know, it's just, and you know, when you are that big of a celebrity, I guess, yeah, that's, that's the tough run. But again, they've always been really cool to us, but that was one of the funniest, yeah. that, that was a, my, my best memory of those guys is just that is us emailing them going, Hey, thanks for crashing our website, a hilk, a hilk, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, which they didn't need to do. We had no idea they were going to do that. So yeah, I mean, right. that's cool. You got to bump into him. He's a Grant's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. So, so yeah, we had a good time. We had a really good time. And, you know, all I was doing was coming in and giving them a background history for a reboot of the show. You know, that's what they were doing. And, you know, I met a couple of guys that I'd never met before, and they were really nice. I mean, the whole crew, this was one of the nicest crews I've ever worked with. And, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people. Some of them are real dicks. You know, <laughs> but every single one of them was nice I mean, the producers even, and you know, I hate producers. You've heard me talk about oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And they've been great. You know, they were great, and everybody was really nice. We had a lot of fun. Lisa went with me, and, you know, everybody's <laughs> like, well, do you, are you going on camera to Lisa? She's like, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we had a good time. It was, a, it was yeah. a good day. We had a good day. So, and I got to cap it off with you, man. So, really, honestly... It, it made for a good day. This I'm, I'm just fun. a I'm just a cherry on top of your day. Exactly right. You are the cherry <laughs> on top of my day, and I get to see you in a few days. Now, so yeah, I'm I know. And we're going to so. talk about that. Yeah, you mentioned that was already mentioned up. I mean, it isn't like we haven't. You know, every you know we've talked about yeah, a we lot do of this that. every year. Every we year talk about the conference every year. Well, you, you know, know, and and so. this conference, the Haunted America Conference. Um, you know, kind of since we started doing our thing again and kind of got back into some cycles with, with the show and kind of getting, you know, more, I guess, more regular with our delivery of content and and kind of having regular things to look forward to every year. Let's just call it that, yeah. right? And yeah. the one thing I know we said last week that, you know, that your conference is our favorite, not because you're, you know, you're a dear friend of ours, it's because, you know, even if... 
if I was just I didn't know you and I was going to and I've been to you know all these conferences and we've been all over the place, right? Um, I love your conference because my my big thing with a, a conference to me, especially when, I, when when you're dealing with a topic that we're dealing with, what we're talking about, which is the paranormal and stuff like that. Um, I think it's important to keep people kind of all under the same roof, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, and my favorite conferences over all the years of going to these things and, and meeting cool people and whatnot is the one are the ones that we're all under one roof and yours is the same way. It's literally all within, you know, it's within, it, obviously it's in the atrium hotel. Um, but even the, the vendors and the speakers are right next door to each other. And to me, I, I love that idea because it's just all together. It's simple. And you know, if you don't leave that conference, your conference at the end of the weekend, without if if you, I'm sorry, it's been a long day too, and I'm a little tired. If you don't leave that conference having not had a really great conversation with somebody and exchanged a Facebook page or a phone number somehow, you know, in those terms, then you know you really have a personality problem. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but but, I mean, and that's what, that's what we've always said. And we've been saying that for years. I mean, it is a place for people like us, you know, have, who have an interest in not just the paranormal, but just weird stuff. I mean, it could be anything, you know, I mean, we don't limit it to just ghosts or, you know, anything. I mean, any, anybody who's had any kind of weird experience and I try to keep, you know, our speakers a, a varied bunch, you know, with a lot of different things. But, you know, you could come to a place where everybody there is like you. I mean, you may not be exactly like you, but they, they're they there because they're interested in weird stuff. So yeah. this isn't like going to, you know, your high school reunion or some kind of work party or something, and you mention something about ghosts or you mention something about – I mean, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you say, oh, you know, my favorite serial killer is mm. people don't. I mean, at a conference, at this conference, people understand that they're yeah. not going to understand that at your work party. Now, most people <laughs> won't call HR, yeah. you know, but <laughs> when you're, you know, at the conference, you can talk to people about all kinds of crazy stuff and nobody thinks it's crazy. And I guess that's what I've always loved about it. You know, Amber last year mentioned something about i mean i still remember this lisa and i we've we've written it down i don't know how many times that you know it's like paranormal summer camp that's yeah. the whole point of the conference is we want people to get together and have fun yeah and we do and it goes so fast man. it does it does you know some of us come in early i know you guys are coming in early we are too we always try to do something get together do something early but then friday comes and we spend the day setting up and getting ready and then the next thing you know, it's Sunday morning. Yeah. And it's over. And a lot of these people, and I know, I mean, I don't want this to sound like a repeat of the show we did last year, but, you know, a lot of these people, we only get to see once a year. This is the only time I'm going to see a lot of these people. Yeah. And it just blows by. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's I, true. I, I mean, guess is, is a testament to how much fun it is. Yeah. Because it goes so fast. You yeah. Know? Totally. You know, and, but, then I, and to me, you know, I guess, I guess for us, um, there is a bit, you mentioned like reunion or something. It is like you yeah. said, we don't get to see each other very often and this is our opportunity to all get together. So it is kind of a nice little reunion of sorts for some of us who have known, for, known each other for many years. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we yeah. all live in different parts of the country. Uh, you know, over many years, things have changed and stuff like that too. So yeah, it is a bit of a reunion for us too. And that's just, you know, at least for us, I mean, yeah, I, I, 
I like hanging out with people. I like talking with people. I mean, this year we're up in our game as far as ghostly talk is concerned. Because I'm bringing, I'm, we were talking about gear before the show. I didn't record. I kind of yeah. blew that yeah. part away. But I'm bringing right. a lot of gear this year because we're going to do. I, I really want to, you know, sit down with some people and have some conversations and and talk with people and bring it home and use it as part of our yeah. show. You know, so we're yeah. kind of doing more as as a show this year besides standing around looking looking pretty, which you know that's that's what we've done for the last <laughs> couple of years. Um, so I mean, so I'm excited for that because we're we're kind of doing the, you know more work now too, which I think that's fun. But yeah, just getting everybody together like that, like I said before, if you don't leave a, uh, you know your conference uh, with some with with a new friend, a new acquaintance, somebody you can talk to about whatever it may be, right? When it comes to right. this weird stuff, uh, I don't know. Maybe if you find a fucking boyfriend or a girlfriend, good for you too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, paranormal dating. Yeah, you know? I don't know, so, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. great too, but. I mean, that's the one thing I, I think I look to look forward to the most is um, just coming down there. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do. There's there's it's a it's a conference, you know, about weird stuff. So that's that's the main deal. But for me, you know, conferences, I go to conferences in all shapes and sizes. I mean, sure. I go to the Maryland Death Fest every year and I've been doing that for many years. And that's like right. that's right. like we talk- Yeah. And, and that's like. You know, I didn't realize that until like, you know, years later, I didn't think about it that way. But I'm like, this is no different than going to a paranormal conference or a, right. a computer conference or a technology conference. Uh, you know, the Maryland Death Fest is a it's a nerd. It's a it's a conference for a bunch of metalheads. And the majority of them are nerdier than the people that come to the paranormal conferences, to be <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. So it, it's just, you know, whatever it is. So. And with that being said, that's why I love going to conferences, especially paranormal ones, because, yeah. You can bump heads together and hear about new things. And I always come home with something new under my belt, something I learned, something cool to check out or whatnot, even if we just do stand there and look pretty, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the big thing for me. Now, there's a, there's a handful of guests this year, too. We've talked to a, you know, a bunch like, of them already, yeah, right? had almost everybody yeah, I on don't, the show. Yeah. I, they pop up in my, you know, in my uh, iTunes I our podcast app. I get notifications from your show, mm-hmm. and you've had like just pretty much everybody, <laughs> you know, on the show at one time or another, which has been great. There's so. a couple we didn't have, and that's why I, when I was kind of laying down a couple of notes for the night, I wanted to ask you about these people because these are ones we just okay. you know it wasn't that we didn't want to have them on, we just didn't have time. There's just only so much Ooh. we can do. Um, First off, like I saw Richard Estep is speaking yeah. this year. Yeah. Let's yeah. hear about can you tell me about Richard? Yeah, I was really excited to have him come. Um, just because I'd actually read a bunch of his books. And um, I mean he's an he's an EMT and a writer and an investigator, and he's been to so many different places. I mean, he was over in England. I, I follow him more friends on Facebook, so I see a lot of the stuff he posts. And he's over in England quite a bit doing stuff, um, conferences and investigations and stuff. And he's been to some of the locations here in the States. And then he'll, he'll I mean, this dude goes home and then writes a book about it, which is awesome, which is like me in the old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, there's a reason I've written so many books, because I used to just come home and write a book. But now I'm old and I don't do that so much anymore. That's difficult uh, to do. But, it's not easy. We both know that. It's, it's, God, it's tough. No, yeah. I know. So but yeah, he's he's really put out some cool stuff. And um, I mean, he's been on TV shows and stuff, but I'm I'm I actually haven't met him before. Um, okay. Lisa Crick, you know, Lisa. Yeah. Um, yeah. She. um she does a lot of ghost hunts and stuff for us, for our company. And Lisa 
told me last year, she goes, you know, you've got it. You, you should get Richard. You should get Richard. Send him, you know, send him a message. I'm going to tell him right now and have him get a hold of you. And while we were at the conference, I'm hearing from Richard. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'd love to come. Yeah. So he's from Colorado and he's done some Colorado stuff, but he's done stuff all over the place. So I'm really happy to have him at the conference. I'm jazzed about it because I haven't met him. Yeah. I'm going to make sign some of my books, you know, the his <laughs> that I already have. And, um, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have him. Yeah. So, and now it was also, I was looking at the list too, and I, I come across Allison Jornlin. It's another you person. Met Allison, she was there last year. Was um, she? Well, she's been there. I, I shouldn't say she was there last year. Allison has been coming since we had the conference back in the old bookstore in Alton. That's how long ago that's been. Okay. I mean, I've known Allison for probably... I don't know, 18, 19 years at least. Yeah. Um, she, um, she's got a bunch of, uh, she does uh, some tours and stuff in Wisconsin, but last year she got up during our strange stuff thing. And I gave her some time to talk about the Chicago Mothman stuff. Oh, you remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Tobias Whalen got up from the singular 40 society and talked a little bit too during her time. Uh, but yeah, I've known Allison for a really long time and she's always, she's always got good stuff. I mean, I was, you know, she, I didn't even know she really did a lot of speaking and stuff. I just didn't know. Yeah. Cause I've, it's one of those things where I've known her so long that I just didn't think about it. And um, I asked her last year, I said, do you want to come back next year and just talk about, you know, stuff and so she's going to yeah. do a bunch of stuff on hauntings and poltergeists and exorcisms and all kinds of stuff around the Midwest and stuff. So it's going to be cool. It's, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Another, now that we have yeah. the now that we have the speaker going into the vendors room, I actually get to hear these people. <laughs> In the past, I wouldn't get to hear anybody because I mean I can't even eat lunch. I mean I sit yeah. down to eat something. There's 12 people there who want a book sign. So it's like now I'm excited because I get to actually hear people. Yeah. And that's been nice where we're at. So that's been cool. Yes. Now, another person, another man, um, and I, you know what? This, this name's so familiar, and you know, and I, I'm embarrassed to say this because, I, again, memory of a goldfish still. Uh, Alan Brown. Oh, I, I know <laughs> yeah. I, I know as I, soon as you see him, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I remember. I know I've talked to Alan. Alan has been to – he's probably been to – I don't know, maybe six or seven, maybe even more than that yeah. of the conference. And I know that they were ones that you were at because he he came to a lot of them when we had him in the uh, at the Lincoln Theater in Decatur yeah. when you guys were there. So you'll know him when you see him. And he is um, he's kind of one of those. I always like to compare him to like he's like a ghostly Will Rogers, if that makes sense. Okay. He's really kind of you know just really laid back, and he's really funny. But he's really dry. I mean, funny, like dry funny. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's a he's just a, he's just a good guy. He's he's a really funny guy, and he he lives down south, and he's a professor at a university in Alabama, and he's written quite a few books, mostly about southern stuff, some some outside the area, but mostly southern stuff. And as soon as you as soon as you meet him, you'll remember him as soon as you see him, because you know, he's been to so many of the conferences in the past. But he. Um, I always like to tell the story about Alan is um, one year he was at the Mid-South conference or convention that Keith Age does in in Louisville. Louisville, yeah. And Alan was there one year and it was me and Dave Goodwin and Alan. 
And uh, we had gone on a tour of Waverly Hills. It was the year that Keith had it at Waverly Hills in like the old, the, the building out to the side. Were you, there, you guys there that we year? We weren't there that year, no. Something else okay, was going on. Okay, I couldn't on. remember. I couldn't remember. But um, we went on a tour. We did like a tour with just like the speakers and stuff. And it was Alan and, and uh, Roberta Brown and some of those folks. And we, we did a tour. And we were standing on a landing inside the hospital. We'd gone up some stairs, and we were getting ready to go out onto one of the floors. And Alan was standing up near the door that went out. It was closed and went out to into the actual hospital because we were kind of on a landing. And all of the sudden, the door – and, I mean, I saw it, but he was had his back to it but was standing right next to it. The door opened by itself and slammed shut. I swear to God. Oh, wow. And he must have jumped three feet. And he's always been this, like, very calm, very laid back, you know, like I said, Will Rogery kind of guy. And he, I thought he was going to wet his pants. But it startled him so much, but he was so excited. It was like an eight-year-old kid. I mean, he was just so jazzed yeah. by the fact that he was there when something happened. Yeah. That's all he could talk about. Oh my God, and so awesome. Dave Goodwin and I gave him a ride back to the hotel at the end of the night because we were, I don't know, maybe a couple of miles away at the hotel. And we were driving back and Alan was sitting in the backseat of Dave's car. And all he could talk about was that door. I mean, just nonstop. <laughs> I mean, it was like having a little kid who just been to the circus. Yeah. You know, talking about it. It was so funny. You know, come and to think of it, I think. I've always remembered that. It yeah. was one of those memories I've always had of him. He's a good guy. Another another goldfish moment I, I'm having with, with Alan is, um, you know, I'm pretty sure we, you know, thinking about this, we may have had him on the show uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, you may have. Yeah, It's just have. a matter of me having to look at the archives. and Because I... I it, it, one thing about ghostly talk that I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've ever really mentioned that. I may have mentioned it on here before. It, it's really, you know, the few people we do bump into that actually listen to the show and listen to it maybe back in the day. Um, right. We've had people like, hey, remember that show you did with that guy and that thing? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I really, there's, there's maybe only a handful of shows, you know, over all the years now that, you know, really, you know, in the old stuff, you know, with the old show is it was so long ago now that I really remember like, you know, there a couple of them that really stuck out maybe because something really went hazard, you know, some right. catastrophic thing right. happened that just totally screwed everything up. And it, yeah. it, that, yeah. you know, you always remember your mistakes, none, none of your good stuff, you know? Right. So that's what, right. that's where that is. But yeah, uh, it's one of those ones I'm going to probably end up when I'm mixing the show tonight from this thing, I'm going to end up looking at the site to see, I'm sure sure we may have had him on the show at some time so yeah you may have, you may have. yeah because he's been around quite a while and you know i had him quite a bit at different things over the years yeah. just because he's just such a he's just one of those he's just a, one of those born storyteller kind of guys you know yeah he just he loves to tell a story and he's really good at it and people just always love him because he's funny i mean yeah. he's just very sarcastically dry funny <laughs> and it's people like him workshops so. Now you you always have these crazy workshops that and I won't lie I I, I shouldn't not crazy they're awesome they're they're well, amazing no, no, they are yeah that's okay um, yeah they are. but 
I won't lie. We don't usually ever take part in them because, like, when we're when the thing's done, we usually go straight to the bar. <laughs> I know. Right, right, right. Sorry, well, it's, it. it's yeah. just what we oh, do sometimes. We're we're kind of on vacation, <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. there's a lot of yeah. you know, there are some really interesting um, workshops you guys have. What are some, what are the, a couple of the workshops you're doing this year? Well, we had you know we had a lot of the ghost hunts. We they sold out early, but we still have workshops with like um, with Sherry Break. Uh, you know Sherry. Oh yeah. She's done She's done her dowsing workshop for a couple of years now, but people always come back because um, I guess last year at the at the during the speakers panel, she got to talking about ley lines. Remember that? Yeah. And a lot of the people in the audience, which I befuddled me, but there were a lot of people in the audience who weren't aware of what ley lines were. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her, I said, listen, if you want to do this dowsing workshop again this year, do you want to try to work in something about ley lines? So that people will understand what's going on. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she put together this dowsing for energy workshop, which is, you know, it's still dowsing. It's still, you know, you're looking for water and unmarked graves and, you know, maybe ghosts. But, you know, you're trying to find energy with ley lines and stuff. So, yeah, she worked all that in, which was cool. And we had Barb Heiser, which I you love her on the show. Yeah, we loved her. She was so cool. Barb's awesome. She is she is the only person that I know of. Um, even Renee Cruz missed one conference, and her excuse was that she had a hysterectomy, so that was her excuse. Oh and yeah, whatever. I, I let that go. I guess. I mean, I guess that's good. <laughs> but um, but Barb has been at every single conference since 1997. She's never missed a single one, and I've known Barb since that time. And Barb has. I would say she's probably of people that I know personally that I, you know, am in touch with and stuff. She's probably been investigating strange and paranormal things longer than anyone I know. But in her real life, she, I think she's retired now, but she is a social worker. Yeah. So she combined the two things. Mm -hmm. And I knew that she did that kind of thing, but I didn't really think about it as a workshop. And her niece, who always comes to the conference too, took me aside last year and she said, you know, Aunt Barb would do, you know, could put together something really cool. And I mean, man, that's a genius idea Uh, because, you know, a lot of people get involved in investigations and stuff. And you and I have talked about this ad nauseum over the years about a lot of people who aren't really qualified to be doing this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dealing with people or dealing with clients and that kind of thing. But Barb is, I mean, Barb, Barb, deals with non-paranormal clients that's her job and so why not combine the two so that maybe people can get some idea of how to handle this how to deal with clients whose house is haunted and that kind of thing so she put together a workshop on that which is unusual i don't know of any other workshops anywhere around that's like that um so you know, we, we put together stuff. I mean, April, uh, my friend April Slaughter has put together something that is, you know, to try to help people who feel that maybe they have some sort of psychic intuition, how to deal with that. And maybe people who don't, but how to deal with that, yeah. you know, how to deal with other people who do. So she put together a workshop on that. And then at the, at the very last minute, I swear to God, last week, we put together another workshop that actually takes place not after hours, but during the conference, during certain sessions, and uh, we called it Experiment H-437. Okay. And we collected a whole bunch of 
objects from haunted places, um, objects that are supposed to be haunted, um, objects that are supposed to be cursed. And we've put together all this stuff. And we've also put together an object that is not haunted. That's complete bullshit. Okay. And we're going to put that all in one room and let people come in and, you know, use their equipment, um, do EVP sessions. Um, we're going to, uh, Lisa Crick is going to set up so that people can try the Estes method um, with, you know, the, the headphones and the blindfold and the whole thing and, and let people try this out and see what kind of results they get from these different objects okay. in, during this session, during the conference. So we, we literally came up with that last week. That's <laughs> so really cool. we added it to the conference because, well, you know, what the hell? Well, it, it, <laughs> you know, it's our conference, so we'll just do whatever. And so we added it in, and people can sign up for it when they get there. And that's and, an interesting, uh, and that's an interesting cool. idea. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting, yeah. I mean, as far as an experiment's concerned, that's clearly an experiment. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, I mean, and I, I, I don't want to say this in the wrong way, but somebody might get butt hurt, Troy. I don't know, man. I, I mean, don't care. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't care. Um, it's just an idea for people to try some stuff out. You know, well, no, so, and no one really and, should get butt hurt. I mean, just but yeah. I mean, I I just I hate I'd hate to see that person. Assuming that I, you know, let's just say, pretend like me and you know which one is BS, right? And the rest, right. and the rest of them are maybe cursed. They're cursed items, and someone just runs over there and freaks out over the one that's BS, and we're just sitting there kind of snickering, "Oh my god," you know. Well, I mean, and I don't want to. I don't. Whole, ever, and that's the whole idea. We yeah. just want to see what happens. Yeah. You know, let people. You know, let people try it. Let people examine it. Let people. Ex it's it's really about the experience. You know, we want people to be able to experience something cool and but we we put that i mean and that was renee cruz's idea renee said yeah. let's put an object in that is not you know supposed to be haunted or doesn't come from a haunted place let's just put it in and see what happens because that makes it a real experiment it's a control object that's what exactly what, what we is. wanted to do yeah you know that's that's your constraint in the system right yeah. there that's your control yeah. object so we'll, we'll see what happens and i'm curious to see what the results will be and this is something that I could see us continuing to do just to try something different, you know? And it's a, so. it's a real, it's a real world thing too, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. It's very, yeah. it's a very real world. And uh, yeah, it's just as simple as that. It's, it's a different kind of experiment. I like that idea. Uh, you know, and yeah, like I said, I mean, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, you know, in my opinion, you know, with stuff like that, sometimes you got to break an egg to make an omelet, you know? So, yeah. you know, if, if there is that thing where somebody's like, you know, and I doubt anybody's really going to be, I doubt that's well, going to no, happen. Well, no, I mean, you know, you know how do you, how do you complain about something that is, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of thing has been around forever. I mean, Harry yeah. Price was stuff like that. So who cares? You know, exactly. it's, you know, it's not an original, I don't claim that it's an original idea and I credit, you know, I credit people with some of the methods. I give them all full credit for how it's done. But, you know, this is an idea that's been around since, you know, the very first, you know, guys from the SPR in the early 1900s were doing controlled experiments with trigger objects. It's the same thing, yeah. you know. None of this stuff is new. I mean, it's, it's none of it's new. I mean, it's been, it's, this stuff's been around for 150 years. Yeah. And we still don't really know anything for sure. 
Well, um, that's something people we... hate that I bring that up, but yeah. let's be honest, after 150 years or more, nobody really knows anything for sure. So, you know, what's the what's the complaint, you know? Well, and, uh, and we've said that over and over again here, Troy. Oh, yeah. And, and I've, you know, I've even went even on the more extreme pessimistic side by saying, yeah, you know what? Um, we, 100, 150 years we've been spending on this stuff, right? trying to find something out and no one knows anything yet and no, it's very no. likely in our lifetimes all of our lifetimes we won't it's find anything not, out no. this may be no, an un- gonna... yeah this may be an uncrackable puzzle but as we've always said since the beginning at least with us our philosophy was like well you know I believe something is, I believe things are happening. There's there's things we don't understand. There's forces of nature we don't understand. And maybe, just maybe, that is true. That the fact is we'll never find out any real evidence or discover anything or have any breakthroughs in our lifetimes. However, I still find it compelling and interesting. And it's something yeah. I, I like to think about and I like to take part in and do experiments with still. Even though, yeah, well, knowing... And I know you feel the same way, Troy, knowing that there may not be any light at the, at the end of the tunnel. I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, you know, when I was talking about with somebody the other day, we were talking about equipment and, you know, ghost boxes and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, you guys got to remember, we started messing with some of this stuff in like the mid-90s. And, yeah. you know, you know uh, EMF meters and stuff. And to this day... You know, this is 25 years later. We we still don't really. There's no way to prove. It doesn't matter what you've seen on television. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. There's no actual proof that an EMF meter is picking up a ghost. That is not what that stuff was designed for. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you've got a ghost box that was designed to pick up otherworldly voices. Nobody really knows if that's what it's doing. Mm. We're just experimenting. We're all experimenting. That's the that's the beauty of this stuff. Um, yes. I, I just did a presentation the other night about, uh, and this is completely seems completely off the subject, but bear with me. I did a presentation the other night about the the um, the Andrew and Abby Borden murders and Lizzie Borden, and yeah. that you know we still really don't know. I mean, she was everybody claims she did it, but. On the other hand, the jury found her not guilty, and I've got my own theories about the thing, but we don't really know. So when I die, I've got a list of things I need to know. I need to know about the Borden murders. I need to know about the Black Dahlia. I need to know who Jack the Ripper was, and I'm going to take that list with me to the grave. Okay. And then when I get on the other side, I'm going to demand some answers. Maybe I'll get them. You know, who could, knows? You, could you jack? Could you jack? Can't, could you, you jack? Know, can't, yeah, that, that's the thing. We don't. We are. We're not going to know anything, and I'm not going to know anything yeah. for sure about ghosts until I am one myself. Could you jack you know, candy right. down that list, also, Troy? Could you put candy down there for me in case uh, you, you you did? Yeah, you, absolutely, you know. absolutely. I will put that on the list too. I would like to know if Oswald acted alone, and, and then just Skype me or something. Uh, send me a yeah. text, a uh, smoke I, signal. Well, you know what? If there's a chance for me to come back, perhaps we should set up a code word in case one of us goes first, like Houdini. You know, or butt. And we can pass that yeah. on. Uh, we we'll use the word butt wipe. How's that sound? 
There you go. Oh, God, now we told everybody. So, <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, we have to win. phony medium that comes forward Damn is going to come forward right. and go, Scott, oh. uh, I've got a message from Troy Taylor. It's butt wife. <laughs> you know, so you know, then you're going to go, oh, my God, it's real. Oh, my so, God. She has the gift. He has the gift. Oh, my goodness. Now we'll have to figure something out in private now. It'll be a super secret. Set up something off the air. Yeah. So. We'll have to think about a super secret <laughs> password. That shows you where my head's at and how dense I am uh, these days. No, I know. I, I just I know. don't even think about you. Oh, there's a microphone, big computer, mixing board, you know, <laughs> stuff goes out to everybody, big podcast thing. Yeah, you know, just whatever. I, I, I can't think anymore. <laughs> we'll get something. We'll figure something out later on, though. But, you know, I, I'm my thing I've been saying for, you know, for many years now, uh, on and off the air, I keep saying this, and it ties right in with what you're saying. But my thing is just more, I guess, more hippie drooling kind of thing where I don't even want to – I don't even bring equipment anymore. I mean, I might bring a camera if we go out and do something. I'll bring one of my recorders, like, you know, audio recorders, yeah. just sure. as something to work with. But I'm at a point now, and maybe it's laziness. You know, I've I've been through all the, all the gadget stuff, you know, years ago, and um, – to me, it's like if I'm going to have an experience, I'm going to have an experience, and I don't really care about proving it anymore. And I know that's really kind of, I know it's kind of, that's kind of malproductive, I guess, because I guess for most people, that's the purpose here is they want to have evidence uh, that that you know the the afterlife exists or the paranormal or ghosts exist or something like that. Uh, that's not really my, I guess, it's not really my goal anymore. Mine is just to have experiences, and yeah. Those belong to me. They're mine. Yeah. Yeah. After all these years, I, I you know, I'm exactly in the same boat. I mean, it, it's fun to, you know, to mess with gadgets and stuff. And so when we go out and do some kind of investigation or stuff, Lisa always loves to have stuff. She loves all the gadgets and stuff. For me, I'm just happy if some if I'm sitting somewhere in the dark and someone taps me on the shoulder and there's no one there, I'm ecstatic because yeah. I don't I guess I don't feel the need for me personally. And I, I understand on a, on a wider sense, proof is something that everyone would like to offer. But for me, I don't really need to prove it anymore. I, I feel like that for me, I know there's something out there. I know there are weird things. I know there are, you know, I know places are haunted. I know that there are ghosts out there. I mean, I've had enough of my own personal experiences that I feel like that to me, I already know. So yeah. I don't feel the need to prove it anymore. Mm -hmm. I would rather write about my experience or write about someone else's experience because that gives me some happiness. I mean, I enjoy that. That's what I enjoy about it. I don't enjoy sitting around for 12 hours, you know, staring at equipment. That's, that's not really something I enjoy anymore. Not after all these years. So I would rather be somewhere and have an ex a personal experience that to me says, Hey, you know what? Uh, that place is haunted because, you know, something just bit you on the ass. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I would rather have that kind of experience for me anymore. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm older now, like you. I said, you know, maybe it's laziness. Maybe it is laziness. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I just that's what I enjoy. And so I really love to go to places and just experience the place, you know, and, and if something happens, fantastic. And if it, nothing happens, I got a cool experience from the place, well, you know? And I think, um, I think it's a matter of, yeah. I'm sorry. Know. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Troy. No, no, you're uh, fine. You're fine. I think it's a matter of growing though, too. I mean, at least for me, you know, and I, 
I think when you get started in this, and this ties right in with the conference we were talking about too, uh, I think a lot of people, when they get involved with this, uh, they feel, and I know this is how I felt when I was very young, when I got interested in this stuff and you know, found out that there were actual people that went to places with cameras and stuff and and did this paranormal investigation thing. But I thought I was the only person, at least in my immediate vicinity, let's say that tw- 10 to 20 miles, right? Uh, yeah. Where I thought I was alone. And when I found out there were other people with the same interest as me, that really blew my mind. Uh, yeah. And I was really yeah. excited about that because I'm like, okay, I'm not that weird. There's other people out there that are into the same thing as I am, right? So um, I think when you first start studying this stuff how and whatever 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 you're doing, whatever arena you're in, I think you naturally want to, you know, work with groups and, you know, I know you're, you're going to have a mission statement. You're going to have a mission statement. I know we had a mission statement. That was basically to prove the existence of the afterlife, right? And, right, right. But we worked it. We were a part of a group because we were excited to be working, be around other people that had the same interest as us. I think as a person, though, and I think this is just, I mean, this is just ties in with life, too, where you grow as a person, you, you become more independent, you become more self-reliant about a lot of things, and... I think that's the same thing with studying the, you know, studying ghosts and stuff like that. I think that's why I, I think I feel the way I do now, um, where I say, you know what, I can go somewhere and do this on my own. I don't, I don't need to have a team with me to do stuff. I just want to experience something, right? So I think it's just right, a matter right. of, you know, I think it really is you growing as a person if you stick with this stuff. Where I think, and I know a lot of people feel the same way that you and I do, Troy. You know, I've talked to people who have been who've been done this for a number of years. And they said, like, yeah, I feel the same way. I hate bringing all this equipment anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. If something's going to happen, I just want to experience it. I don't want to be on the cover of the National Enquirer. <laughs> right, right, I, right. I don't want yeah. that. I just want, you know, this is, I've gotten to the point where, the, yeah, and I think the, the people that really do care about this stuff and have a passion for it, I think a lot, most, if not, I should say a lot, if most, uh, people kind of get to that same spot that I know I'm in and I know you're in too, where it's like, I just want to experience stuff, you know? Yeah. And even yeah. in that day, in, in that particular day, it could be just going somewhere really neat that I've never been to before. Nothing Absolutely. paranormal may happen, you know? And I, I know that bums people out, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. those are the facts of this thing, right? Um, and I mean, I wouldn't have had, you know, and for people, you know, I mean, who the few, like the five people listening to the show still um, that have this idea about that. I mean, that to me, you know, I'm living proof and I know you are too, Troy, where I w- ha- I've been on some of the most ridiculously hilarious harebrained adventures. Oh man, no kidding. As a result of, yeah, as a result of studying this stuff and saying, yeah. you know, three o'clock in the morning, getting a phone call from Doug going, dude, I want to go here right now. Do you want to listen to, you know, coast to coast AM and drive up three hours somewhere and watch the sunrise? <laughs> Fuck man. Yeah. All right, fine. Let's do it. You sure. know? Yeah, let's so, do it. So yeah. I think, you know, all that stuff kind of ties in with this, you know, yeah, you're not alone, but I think after a while you, you self-actualize with this stuff and you go, you know what? I want to do this. I, I want to experience something. I don't really care about having some type of hard evidence. And I'm not, you know, to be fair. And there's, and I agree with you. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. people who are looking or wanting to document hard evidence, I I am all about it. I am all for you. It's just not necessary for me anymore. Yeah. You know, um, just because I feel like I've, I've gotten what I need to get 
Um, but I always want to experience more. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't need to be convinced and I'm not going to be able to convince anybody else. I mean, that that's the only issue is I'm not sure that no matter what kind of cool stuff you get, you're going to be able to convince someone who does not believe. But I'm finding that there are less and less of those people out there. Yeah. You know, I think there are less and less people who just say, oh, absolutely not. That's crazy. There's no way that's real. You know, I mean, because it seems like everybody I meet who may say to me, oh, you know, I don't really believe in God. Because, I mean, people ask me what I do for a living. I've been doing this for, you know, 25, you know, 26 years. Yeah. And it's, you know, they ask what you do and you, oh, yeah, I'm a writer. What do you write about? You know, then you got to go through that whole thing. And they'll, oh, yeah, I don't really believe in that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you know, my brother, you know, and they'll tell you a story. I mean, that that seems to be like the most common thing. And that's how it um, always works. It always yeah, happens yeah. that way. I find that there are less people and the people who just absolutely com- tell you they don't believe in that kind of thing or, you know, oh, that can't be real. You know, their arguments against it are more ridiculous than the people I meet who will believe anything that comes along. You know, their their arguments are are crazy. Yeah. You know, that this couldn't possibly be real and here's why. You know, yeah. I, I was just discussing this with Becky Ray the other day. We were talking about this story that's been around for a long a hundred years probably. And somebody's like, Oh, well, I can prove that's not real because and I'm like, that's not proof. That mm. that is not proof. Just because it could have been this way doesn't mean that's how it happened. You're 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 putting words or thoughts into someone's mind from a hundred years ago. Yeah. So how is that any more real than the the guy who tells you that you know he absolutely this is absolutely true and I believe this? It's this it's opposite ends of the same spectrum, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of I don't know I just kind of roll with this stuff anymore and no, that's how I just feel. enjoy all of it. That's that's the beauty of it. I mean, and you know, I think I've told you over the years how many times I, God, I hate UFO stuff. I just hate it. Yeah. But you know, even that has started to interest me. I've even gotten entertained by that. And that's not something yeah. that, you know, if you'd ever asked me, uh, <laughs> oh, what do you think about this? Oh, God, really? You know, but now I've kind of gotten entertained by that, too, because it's just all cool. It's, it's all, all it's weird. All cool. and it's all and, cool. Yeah. And why not? You know, why can't we just love it all? Well, exactly, yeah. and, you know, and and to the to the gadget stuff. I mean, and I, and I really want to. Be, I mean, I have people, you know, conferences we go to, whatnot. And we were when we were at that Michigan conference I mentioned earlier last year. I made friends with a, a handful of nice people, and we spent the weekend chatting, right? And yeah, and they were all very much, you know, very. They were writing software for stuff. You know, this is how hardcore oh. they were, right? They were writing Crazy. their own programs. Yeah, that's- and they were showing me, you know, all the stuff they were working on. And I was engrossed with it. I found it fascinating, the stuff they were showing me, like, you know, plot Would points never and use it and never follow it in a million years. But it was so cool just to see their enthusiasm for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and that, That's I mean, the cool and, the, and the data they were getting, too. Like, the, yeah. the data they were producing, they were showing me. I'm like, this is some compelling stuff you guys have here. Yeah. This is super yeah. cool. So, I mean, yeah, there's not a thing wrong with that, you know. But I think, you know. And some people's way is to go that way. They, they, they're they very interested in getting empirical evidence on things. And I think that's fantastic. I, I'm, I, like I said, I guess I'm lazy. 
I don't know any other way to well, say then, it. You know? Then we both are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know any other way to say it. Now, you know, you mentioned earlier um, about books and stuff, right? And yeah. yeah, I know you, and I know you have like three thousand books. It's like three thousand books now you have out or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like hundred and twenty-five, but three thousand may be a bit high. It's funny because um, you know, I live with Amber, as you know, and yes. Amber kind of lives, breathes, and eats books. Oh, yeah. And in this house, because it's slowly, it's all like the walls are coming in on me now, right? I, I, I fight it every week and just start barking and yelling, going, would you put these fucking books away somewhere, right? All right. Put them up on a shelf, do something, because they're just stacks, right? And everywhere I turn around, there's a Troy Taylor book in every corner of my house now, right? Everywhere I, I can't get away from you, Troy. I swear. I turn around and there's there's a pile in in, 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 in our bedroom. They just sitting there on one of the shelves. I'm like, we can't get away from this guy. But yeah, you have about three thousand books out, right? And now you have three thousand and one. Because you got a new one out called The Song of Dance and Death, correct? Yes, I do. Tell that me is true. tell me everything, you know, you just start from page one and finish it. How's that sound? <laughs> right, right. So you don't ever have to read it. No, um, no, 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 no. I want kidding. to read it. No, what's it about? Um, tell me about it, though. I want to hear about this. It was just one of those things, you know, I've been threatening to write. I, I talked to a friend of mine when this book came out. They're like, I can't believe you finally put that book out. Uh, I've known you since 2005. And you've been talking about that book. Yeah. And I just never wrote it. I mean, it's not, it's not a ghost book. It's not about ghosts. It's just... It was just, I don't know. It's just, I, I've been, I've loved music my whole life. I mean, I'm like you and I know you do too. Oh yeah. Because, you know, you're on my, you know, on my Facebook page. I see when you go to shows, I see what you do. You know, I know you love music just as much as I do. And uh -huh. I just, I've always loved it. I grew up with it. And there were, uh, there are so many cool stories that, you know, tinge on, you know, the paranormal and curses and all that kind of stuff. And I just always loved that stuff. So Last year at the conference, I put together a presentation on, well, the 27 Club and like some of the other rock and roll curses that were out there. Just a couple because, you know, I only have a certain amount of time. And I mean, literally, I could I could actually present and do the entire conference by myself. Really? <laughs> just and talk about one thing the entire weekend. I mean, that's just me. But um, this is just something I've always been interested in. And. Yeah. You know, I talked about the Buddy Holly curse and the 27 Club curse and all that stuff. And so people are like, are you going to do a book about this? And I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. And I mean, it took me like another year and I finally got around to it. But I put together this book about, I don't know, it's paranormal, I guess, rock and roll, occult stuff with with rock. And it's not all rock. I did I did a chapter on the curse that is supposed to haunt the old grand old opry i put a curse or a, a chapter in on that yeah but mostly it's rock and roll i mean or and early music about you know things where people thought that the devil was in certain notes and the the devil's trill and all this stuff yeah. and i you know i included all that stuff in the book and and robert johnson and the blues and all these jazz curses and stuff, and then mostly it's rock and roll. But yeah, I I love it. Was like a it was for me. It was like I don't know. I I love to read books about music. I love to read like biographies of people that I may not have any interest in their music that much, 
but I love to read music biographies. And this was as close as I was ever going to get to writing something like that. Yeah. And so I tried to give it a, a, you know, a paranormal curse slash bit to the whole thing. And it was fun. I mean, this honestly, this was probably one of the most fun I've had writing a book in years. I mean, it was just, it was just a fun book to do. Yeah. And I mean, you have to be interested in rock and roll. In fact, there's one point in the book when I when I actually just say, you know what? Okay, let's just stop stop reading right now in the book. Go rent the Woodstock documentary. Oh, watch it, and then come back to the book. I mean, that was that was the. Whole, I mean, I just there's just so much, so many, so much good stuff. So yeah, I, I put together a presentation last year, and I did another one this year. To kind of tie into uh, my presentation this year is going to be tying into, you know, the Manson murders and the Beatles and how that changed, you know, and the Beach Boys and how all that changed, you know, not only yeah. paranormal in the America in America, but also music history and that kind of stuff. I just love that kind of stuff. I would talk about it for years. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> but, sometimes you know. a band, and I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a junkie for for doc, you know, for books and especially documentaries. It's like one of the only oh, times I get this. I Man, I, we were just talking the other day. Remember um, when VH1 used to do behind the music? Oh God, they were phenomenal. God, they were I watched amazing. every one. It didn't even matter if I liked the band or not. Yeah, I still watched it. It was so cool. I just love that kind of thing. Well, yeah, and I this mean, is sort of my yeah. version. So I watched a documentary on Chicago. The band Chicago. <laughs> exactly. I did too. I no fucking interest in that band in any way Either whatsoever. I don't even like them, but I watched it anyway. I know I do the same thing. And when That's I was, yeah, like a, it was filled with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I and when I was done with that, I'm like, man, I really need to listen to Chicago. <laughs> I, I did the same thing. Man. I did the exact same thing. I know. And I didn't. I didn't. Uh, but I mean, sometimes I mean, you know, I know. I know. Look. You know, one man, one man's trash, another man's treasure, right? And that's not even to say that Chicago's trash. It's just it's not my thing that much. It's not and I my know, thing either. Right, right. You know, and and yeah. the proofs and the numbers for that because they made a lot of money being in Chicago playing. Oh, you know, those guys. God, no kidding. But their story was very interesting. I mean, so, yeah. uh, you know, and that's like that with a lot of bands. You know, I've spent a lot of time watching lots of documentaries like that. I just watched the documentary on Robert Robert Johnson, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and I didn't like that one. Did you watch it on the Netflix? One, Netflix? Yeah, it was it was short to the point. It, it was, was pointless, though. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, really, it was pointless. Yeah, but it still, was kind of well. We don't know. Yeah. It's like, well, why did I watch this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but those, are, yeah, I and mean, it goes back to that thing where, yeah, sometimes the stories, uh, you know, and that's one of the things that you know my friends make fun of me because you know heavy metal and punk rock and hardcore and all that stuff for me, um, I've been made fun of because they're like, dude, you're like a walking encyclopedia because you know <laughs> it's and, it, and not all of it may even, you know I can't I mean a lot of the stories that I've heard from people you know down you know you hear wives tales about every band and all these things oh, I'm no kidding and there's a lot of stuff that I you know that is proven fact there's a lot of stuff that i was i've seen happen right so there's all these little facts that i've picked up just being a nerd for for that kind of music for so many years right um that yeah like when somebody says something about something i'm like oh yeah so and so yeah he was in this thing and i i met this guy you know and he and this thing happened you know whatever it might be right uh and i just i think you know if you really if you're really passionate about anything like especially fact-driven stuff right um 
you're going to pick up all them little tidbits and you, and some part yeah. of your brain stores all that. And it's one of the few talents I may have, I think is just, <laughs> well, like, I always like to tell people I'm a font of useless information. <laughs> I can tell you all about all kinds of bands and the, you know, the sixties and LA and the early seventies and all this shit. No one cares, yeah. but I can't help but spew it out. You yeah, know, and, yeah, exactly. Things, it's the same know? thing for me. None of this stuff is going to benefit anybody in yeah. any. Well, it does. I mean, because if you're as passionate yeah. as I am, you do. It, it is. It makes for great conversation. And some people, some people really want to know that stuff. It makes their lives better. You know what I mean? So it does maybe have. Well, it does feed. It does help people. I find somewhere. that they often pretend that that makes their life better, but <laughs> they, but they but because they like us, they put up with it. So yeah, on that too. It's that's, politeness. That's my theory on a lot of these. I've discovered, but yeah, it's it's politeness. Know, that's all it whatever. is. Whatever. As long as as long as we don't really know, we just roll with it. So, well, you know, in yeah. music itself, just music alone. Yeah. You know, I maybe, and it's it's another reason that I'm fascinated with it because I mean, like you know, for example, and this all make this all ties in. Like I've been, you know, with with I've been having stress issues lately. So one of the things I'm doing is okay, yeah, maybe give even though, and I still have my as a, as a connoisseur of all things, you know, disgusting and ridiculous with music, <laughs> uh, in extreme or whatever name you want to call it. I've always have like a couple months out of the year where I have to unplug from that and like go to something different. Right. Um, okay. A lot of times bluegrass Some, you know, very, <laughs> yeah, sure. Music. Well, you know, I love all kinds of music. Yeah. Music that gives you, know, you the music I, that gives you, you the too. Yeah, I know yeah, you too. Yeah, totally. It doesn't have to always be one kind of music, but I mean, music you know, that gives you the feels right. Exactly. And exactly. so with what's, you know, the mental things I've been dealing with, I've been having to, you know, explore and, I've been I've been having fun trying to find new stuff, you know, in the more, you know, smooch music <laughs> range. <laughs> I don't know what other anything to call it, right? So I yeah, mean, no, no. but my point is, yeah. is that you know, um, music is that's what makes music so powerful to me. Are sounds, you know, audible sounds of all different types and shapes and sizes, is that they do. To me, at least, they invoke emotion. They make me feel a certain way. Sometimes they make me, they give me anxiety. Sometimes they relax me. Sometimes they make me happy. Sometimes they make me sad, right? Um, and I think that that's one of the things I've always said about music, especially in performances and things like that. Artists, um, there's something going on that's next level stuff with their minds. And, you know, some stuff that I've yeah. heard, music that I've heard, there's stuff that I, you know, that I own that, I listen to it and I'm like, look, this wasn't written by humans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's not just, a, you know, not extreme yeah, music. It. No, I get it. There's yeah. there's a frequency I'm hearing here that's coming from somewhere else because I've never felt this. I've never, this don't feel terrestrial to me. And I'm not talking about aliens either. I'm talking about just something else that's happening there, right? So right. who's to say, you know, we hear about these curses and stuff with music in history because there's lots of them. And I know there, it, it, oh, it God, never ends. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, I think that may be, in, you know, a, a key ingredient to this whole thing is that I think some of these, the, the greatest artists of our time, and that goes for all shapes and sizes, not just music, they may have been uh, channeling something that we yeah. don't understand. And maybe they were the True. only people that understood that, right? And well, you know, and there were a lot of musicians who actually truly believed they were, like Bowie, for instance. Yeah. I mean, he really thought he was channeling something else. 
you know, and I included him in the book. And because just for that reason, I mean, he really thought that he was getting it from somewhere else. And I think there are a lot of musicians that are that way. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, anybody who has this, you know, artistic bent, I'm not sure that any, any of them, any of us are convinced that it all comes from inside of us you know there's an outside source i mean yeah. i think that's absolutely true i think you're right on the money with yeah you. i mean and it just goes back to you know when if you really see the thing with music to me and i and it's one of the things that irritates me i guess and it's why i may not be as well adjusted as other people are is because like um, <laughs> it's because so a lot of times, like, you know, I'll want to listen to an album. Like, uh, there'll be something I want to, maybe it's a new album that I got or or something that I really like to listen to. And, you know, Amber always yells at me. She's like, you'll listen to the same movie or, I'm sorry, you'll listen to the same record over and over. You'll watch the same movie over and over again. And it's because, <laughs> it's because I'm fascinated with it. Right. Right. And I, right. and there's, oh, I get it. And I want to learn everything there is to learn about inside and out. And to me, and I've said this a million times on this show, great art is something that you can keep going back to and finding new things every time, right? Absolutely. That, yeah, that's absolutely. the densest, most beautiful art there is. So I know a lot of people, I think they consider music to be something to put on in the background while they do drywall or change the oil in their car or something like that, right? Right. right. Dig a ditch in their backyard. I don't know. Something to put in the background to keep their mind somewhat occupied off of the mundane task that they're doing at the time, right? Yes. And to me, yeah. that's not the case at all. To me, it's uh, music for me is a soundtrack of what I'm doing at that time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. That's yeah. a great way. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so, you know, if I am doing drywall, I put on Sleep, Dope Smoker, because it's 65-minute long, three-riff song. It's <laughs> right, perfect right. It's perfect to do drywall to. <laughs> it's yeah. as mundane. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not mundane at all, but it's, as, it, it's, it's lumbering like that kind of work is, and it just kind of makes me feel like I'm in the moment of it, right? Um, well, it's one of those things where you can put on a certain album or a certain musician or whatever that literally will take you back in time yeah i mean i will put on something that i loved you know that i i i really loved when i got out of high school or whatever you know or this was that summer and this is what i put on and it will take you back to that time and it can completely change your whole mindset train of thought it's, this is not putting in the you know putting it on in the background while you're doing drywall this is something that changed your life at one particular time in your history Correct. that take you back there and could completely either calm you or upset you if that's what you want. But for me, it's one of those things where I can put on a certain album and I'm like, oh man, that was me in 1985. Yeah. You know, that is exactly how I felt. And it, it can completely alter your consciousness. Yeah. You know, and I don't mean that in a, you know, airy fairy kind of way or, a, you know, I'm going to get so high. I'm, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is one of those things where it can completely change everything that you think. Yeah. And um, I mean, there is no other medium out there. I mean, books can sometimes come close. I mean, I can read a book that I loved in, you know, the 80s or the 90s or whatever, and it, it will make me feel calm. But books are not like music. Books take more time to read and absorb, but music is instantaneous. Yeah, it's like a rush you that know? hits you. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I was, yeah. and that I, I, as I was saying, I was, you know, just on that on that idea, because I mean, I guess, and it's not saying that I, this I don't want to come off as pretentious when it comes to this, but like I said, music is a rush like that, and I've gotten myself into a point where my mind, because I'm always trying to find new music, right? I'm always trying. There's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm always yeah, trying me. to find new stuff to digest, um, and. The thing for me, like today, for example, I had I was on lunch at work and I was kind of just sitting there on Spotify and I was going through some lists of what they call dark Western or like uh, they call it like gothic yeah, Western I, music. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that list. And I've been really immersed with this style of like the Denver, Colorado sound, right? Yes. And yeah. Um, it started with a band called Woven Hand that I'm just I'm completely just off the charts freaked out about still to this day. I'll tell you all about it when I when I get to I'll, okay, cool. you'll, yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll yeah. fall asleep. I guarantee you. Um, so no, I don't think so because I do the same thing. But, I, I get into the same yeah, things. Yeah. You no, know, and that was a band. You know, like when I heard that band, and that was I went to this thing called Muddy Roots uh, last oh, August, and. Yeah. It was a million bands playing, and there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to see there. And I was looking at the program. It was you know an, you know it was an open air camping thing. So we had our campsite, and we had the beer flown and all that goofy stuff. And we get a little beer in us, and we look at the program, and we see. And this this ties right in with what we're talking about. I I look at the program. And I'm like, well, there's a band named Wovenhand. Like, That's kind of a cool name. Wonder what they sound yeah. like. It's a neat name, right? So I'm thinking. I'm not thinking much. I just. Walk over to where this, they had like three stages. I went over to the, the stage they were at, and it was this weird thing, like a tractor beam came off of the stage. And I, the sound hit my ears, and my body just went forward. And it mean, literally to the point where I'm knocking people out of the way. I had a few beers. <laughs> but I'm knocking people out of the way to get to the front, to get right on that stage, right? And so I could sit there and experience what in the living hell I was faced with that I had never experienced before as far as a sound was concerned, right? Right. And that meant, I mean, they got off the stage and I was nearly in tears. I'm like, don't stop playing. Keep playing. And they're like, we got to go. Sorry. I'm like, no, don't leave. And I've been immersed in that stuff since that night. Now, as a result, yeah, I've been kind of just digesting, digesting, and I just literally tell you, it's so funny we're having this conversation because um, I'm like, I really want to hear, you know, because I've done nothing but listen to Woven Hand for a year now almost, <laughs> straight. Wow, I mean, okay. it's like one well, of the only now, things I've been listening to. Yeah, I'll be looking them up tonight. Yeah, so. this stuff's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. David Eugene, Eugene Edwards is the main guy in that band, and it's just completely off the hook. I'll tell you more about it. But, um, yeah, yeah. But, like... I've kind of veered off like, okay, I want more of this. I want to feel this way again, but with different people writing different music. So, and whenever I get immersed in something like that, where it's all I can really, I'm obsessed with it, literally, um, I I can go through a hundred bands and this is where I don't want to come off as snooty or pretentious. Right, sure. But I've been, I can listen to about 20 seconds of, of a band and know if it, if it vibrates with me a certain way, right? Absolutely. You know, I'm the same exact wavelength. And that's not I, the that's shit the on. Thing I, yeah, yeah. That's not the shit yeah. on anybody that I've done this with and said after twenty seconds. And not not for me. They're good. They're great. They're phenomenal. They're out there doing yeah. it, right? However, it don't vibrate with me, right? Yeah. 
So yeah. today I was just doing that at lunchtime. I was just going through a list and just, you know, 20 seconds. Mm, holy crap, that's that's tasty. Put that over in the good pile. Oh, that, right. not my thing. Put that in the other pile, right? And it's just something I've done for many years where, you know, it's, and again, it's not. Well, we're, we're lucky that we can do that now. Well, yeah, I mean, we have that. That's what's progressed to the yeah. point that we can do that kind of thing. We literally yeah. can. And I think people yeah. take that for granted, you know, when it comes to music, especially. And I know, and I know, you know, too, that there was a time growing up that we didn't have that luxury. Like you had to work for it. You had to work hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. sometimes I lost had to money. buy the cassette tape. Yeah, and then if I didn't like it, I was out like seven bucks. Yeah, you're out money. There's there's yeah. no winning it now. Yeah. Now you can stream yeah. the whole thing and see if you like it or not. That, that exactly. to me blows my mind. But I know, but but it's just that mental thing that I have now where it isn't about like, well, how heavy are the guitars or how growly is the guy or whatever it might be. To me, and that's just within the metal stuff. To me, it has to have a certain vibration that I can't even explain. I have no idea. All I know is that it's something I can feel. That feels mm-hmm. good. That feels good to me. Absolutely. And that's, Absolutely. I think that's totally. what makes music so powerful is just that, is it's something that, you know, it's something I picked up from the Sopranos years ago. Um, that, you know, you saw this, you watched the, the Sopranos, didn't you? Oh, Trey? God. Yeah, I rewatch them every couple of years. So yeah, there was I that totally. episode where, where Chris Moltisanti and uh, his girlfriend, oh, my God, I'm, more goldfish uh, Adriana. moments. Adriana. Adriana, yeah. thank you. Uh, Hesh. He used to be in the music yeah. business, right? Yes, yes. And there's a yeah. beautiful line where they, they bring in that band, like her friend's band that recorded. Mm-hmm. He brings in that in that thing, and he plays him the cassette, and Hesh is like, nope, this isn't good. He's like, what do you mean that isn't good? That's great. What do you mean that isn't good? He's like, for reasons that are beyond mine and your understanding, yeah. that isn't good. I can tell you that that I isn't remember. good, right? I remember yeah, and yep. that line, you know, I know it was just one part of that show, a little part, but that's one of those lines, just being a music lover that I am, that stuck with me because I'm like, dude, I totally get what you're saying, Hesh. I understand, I know, man. Right? So, yeah, I mean, I can rip on a, I can go, I'm not rip, I can riff on this nonstop. And I think this all, like, you could, I mean, I feel my energy level rising right now yeah. talking about this <laughs> exactly. stuff. Exactly. Just know? talking about this. And I know, I get it. I you totally know, get it. I, I actually between this between music and movies that is yeah that will get me more than anything else. And you hear tons of stories around both of those mediums that I'm are gonna, weird. I'm gonna be on pause for a second. Yeah, a pizza is being delivered. Hang on, I got you. No problem. Right, hold on a second. Okay, hold on. Troy's getting a pizza. Troy's getting a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you tip him, Troy. Make sure you tip him. I already did. Okay. Make sure he tipped you, sir. Thanks, man. All right, take care. Yeah, I had already tipped it. I told me twice how much you appreciated my tip. Oh, that's good. I online, but I ordered it like you know to be delivered later, kind of thing. <laughs> that. So. But no, but no. If you gotta eat, I'll, I'll let you go, man. It's cool. I don't. Oh no, 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 we're we're good. Okay. If this all this stuff reheats, I don't care. I'm just gonna take it home. I'm at the office. Oh, are you? So I have it delivered here because um, my house is too hard for people to find. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a loft and it's up above like some downtown businesses here. 
So no one can ever find the fucking thing. So I just have it delivered to the office because it's easy to find. Mm-hmm. So then I just take stuff home whenever I go yeah. home and then yeah. I just warm it up. So I'm yeah. not in any hurry. I'm good. Yeah. So, but no, I think that's going back to that, that, you know, all that stuff. And as I already said, I mean, yeah, I can, I, like I said, I mean, I do feel my energy level rise when I talk about stuff like that. And I, think, I know me too. And don't you me. think, I mean, all we do is, you know, everybody I talk to when it comes to talking about the paranormal and, you know, the idea of another place that we go to when we shed this mortal coil we call a body, uh, you know, to me, there's something that that's you're rising your vibration. There's something, yeah. you know, I maybe lost my train of thought, but no, it's no, like, no, it's, no, I know exactly what you're saying. And it's true. Yeah. Um, we start getting talking about something that really excites us. And that's the same thing. I'm I'm the same way with music, and I will do the same thing with music, or I mean with movies. Yeah. I mean, Lisa and I will go somewhere, and someone will, you know, like with Cody. Well, I'll be with Cody, and he'll ask me, "Hey, did you watch this?" And I'm like, "Oh man!" And then I'll spend the next twenty minutes talking about Hereditary, and Lisa's oh. like, oh, "Jesus, here we go!" You know. <laughs> you like, saw that, you know, right? God, I love that movie. Yeah. That movie came oh. has has come up a bunch of times on this show. I don't yeah, know if I don't know if we talked about it or not. I don't remember talking to you. I don't think about we that. have. No, because um it came out in the fall. Yeah. And after we yeah, last time we'd done a show. Yeah. That is one of the fuckedest, most gnarly movies I've seen in a very long time, oh, I have to say. But it man. really I mean it really is intense and it really fucks you up. It does. I mean, watch it. It's really fucked up. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that I just I mean, I've raved about it because it's like if and if you don't if people tell me, oh yeah, I saw it, I don't get it, and I'm like, why are we friends? Tell me again. <laughs> why I don't understand? So it's one of those things. This is such and his new one that's coming out. Uh, Midsummer, yeah, it's a, Midsummer. Holy crap, that yeah. looks crazy. It's supposed know? to be hooked into hereditary in a certain way. Uh, I guess there's there's supposed to be some type of tie-in from what I understand now about that. Nothing, oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, that's, I didn't know that. Now, okay, I mean, I'm only going by stuff I'm just hearing on the webs and stuff sure, like that. It could sure. not, it may not be true. However, Ari Oster, who is the director of Hereditary Midsummer, um, yeah, one of the things about Ari Oster, I watched, because, yeah, Hereditary, to me, is a mind-blower, and I bought, like, oh. the super special edition limited 400 Blu-ray, you know. There is stuff, yeah. there is stuff in that movie and man, I have I, I couldn't even give you a count. I've yeah. seen so many movies. I've been a movie buff since I was a little little kid. I loved movies. Yeah. And I mean, back to you know, I remember watching on the early show, watching King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh. I mean, I I mean, I just love shit. Yeah. And there is stuff in Hereditary that I have never seen before. Yeah. And that's saying something. Well, and but there's. Here's, stuff in it that really scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of scenes where I was like up on the couch, going, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit!" I mean, there's something there's about scary the scary stuff. In that yeah, movie. there's something about the movie. Man, Amber and I saw it in the theater, and and to the five listeners of the show, uh, I know you've probably heard this already, and you probably heard it two or three times. You'll listen to it again. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, when we were in the theater seeing that movie, I think I have not. I don't remember ever feeling that way where literally i felt at a certain point in that movie like and i think you know the point too where i literally felt like i was somewhere else like i felt like i I was taken yeah i was taken somewhere else 
that I didn't want to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yeah. 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 I was saying though, like I, I bought, I bought the super special edition Blu-ray box set, 400 disc, you know, whatever edition. <laughs> right. 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 Um, and they do an interview with Ari Oster, uh, talking about hereditary and I, now I get it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't get it. I'll never get that movie. Cause there, I think there's even more layers of that oh. onion to peel back to watch it. Um, but he was talking about like some of his favorite movies. And one of the movies that he mentioned was a movie called the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. And I don't know if you've ever seen this movie or not. Yes, you, I have. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Alan Greenway, I think yeah. was the director. Then uh, if you remember that movie, I, I, I saw it in I saw it in the one film uh, class I had in they, college. That's been a long time ago. Yeah. 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 I saw that in a film class in college and it just it fucked my brain up. I don't know why the guy showed it to us. But it <laughs> it was just I'm like, I have never seen this crazy of a film before. Uh and if you watch Hereditary, if you really and I I mean, this is coming from me where I've watched the shit out of the cook, right? And I've also right. watched the shit out of Hereditary now. And the more I watch it, the more I see, you know, he wasn't trying to make the cook over again, but he had that same cinema, you know, cinematography and the mise-en-scene, yeah. all these goofy things. Yeah, I, yes. He said about that movie, like, I remember seeing the cook, He said, this is Ari Oster talking, and he said, like, I remember seeing that movie for the first time, and it was the same thing. He's like, I never had seen something like that. He's like, it just blew my mind apart, and, he's, and it just would not get away from me, and it just it just hooked itself into my brain and wouldn't let go. And Hereditary did the exact same thing to me. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. I feel exactly the same way, and I I think I've probably since it came out, I've probably watched it. I mean, a dozen times, um, and yeah. every time I and I've never gotten bored with it. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that every time I watch it, it's something else. Yeah. Spo and, spoiler, and I, spoiler alert. Shit. I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut yeah. you off, Troy. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. I. It's just one of those things where I yeah. just like it blows my mind every time I watch it. Yeah. Um, I've got a few movies like that, but that has been one that has really disturbed the shit out of me there's it really have i was gonna say spoiler alert because i do have to say this there's a so just just fast forward about a minute <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen hereditary yet towards the end of the film um there's a scene where peter's in his bedroom by himself yes. and they do a pullback on the camera and I, it took me four viewings and someone to, to tell me about it for me to actually see his mother up in the corner of the bedroom. Yeah. Oh my God. That is like terrifying. Yeah. That is like that's like the beginning of that is the beginning of about a thirteen to fourteen minutes of this film yeah. of shit I've never seen before. Yeah. The final act of the film. Starts. What's that? That's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you go down to the you're in the living room and the same thing happens. Oh, fuck. Up in the corner. Uh. And then and there's just the stuff and Oh my God! That and again, spoiler alert. Yeah. Hopefully, you've skipped this. But <laughs> that scene where where his mother is up in the air against the door to the attic. Oh God! Banging her head about against that the door. Oh, I'm not. Kidding. I came <clears throat> off the couch the first time I saw it. Yeah. I mean, I jumped up and I was going, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" Yeah. I mean, I just had never seen anything like it before. Yeah. 
I mean, it just completely rearranged my brain. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, this was this is genius filmmaking at its best. Yeah. It really is. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That movie is terrifying. And really, if you if you if you look at it, you really watch the movie. Yeah, there's some there's some truly gruesome aspects in the movie. Oh, sure, absolutely. Well, but you it, know, is it like when they're driving when they're driving back from the party and his yeah, 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 yeah. out the window? I mean, the first time I saw that, I went. Oh my God! What, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck just happen? happened here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Again, spoiler alert, guys. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, I, don't. I hope yeah, you're not listening yeah. to this. But yeah, I mean, and that's my that's the whole thing with this movie. I mean, I'm the same way. I've had a handful of people. Hey, hey, you seen Hereditary? Oh yeah, I saw it. Well, what'd you think, yeah, man? Because I'm expecting yeah. like make a, make a better friend out of this because of this movie, and they're like, oh, I didn't fucking like it. I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. I, yeah, I get know, out of my I house. Head around that. Yeah, you, you can't you you can't stay here anymore. We can't be friends anymore. You have to leave because <laughs> because yeah. you know I mean that's one thing I like about contemporary horror is you know there's a lot of you know there's a lot that I just don't really I'm like you know I've seen this a thousand times and you know when it comes to horror sometimes you have the more extreme side of it too which you know I don't have the stomach for all the all the gore shit anymore. I just can't deal with it. It just isn't for me anymore. So. A movie like Hereditary comes along, which really is a psychological like horror film. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it has its it has its gruesome moments, but really, to me, uh, the gruesomeness is very scaled back because you don't need it. You just don't right. need it, man. Right. Uh, right. Like you, like I, like I, I think we're both on the same page because we've both said it like five times each. I have never seen something like that movie before. It's just it's yeah. it's just that good. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. I mean, I like all kinds of stuff. I like all kinds of movies, and you know, some I'll I'll sit through and go, yeah, it was okay, and you know, but it was worth sitting through. Or yeah. you know, the, it, it's rare anymore. I used to turn a lot of stuff off. I'd give it fifteen minutes, and if it sucked, I'd turn it off. Um, a lot of times, I will sit through stuff longer, and then you know, maybe disappointed when it comes to the end. But I can often tell. I can gauge people I talk to as to whether I want to talk to them anymore <laughs> by whether or not they liked hereditary. And I've also gotten the same way. I've gotten the same way with, um, the witch. Oh, I that love movie. that movie. Witch. I love if that you, movie. if you hated that movie, we're, we're probably not on the same wavelength. Yeah. You know, I love um, because that movie. there's so much subtle shit in that. And yeah. if you just sat through it and went, well, God, that was boring. They just lived out in the woods, you know, and it's like, okay, you really missed the point of that movie. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those movies that is is another one of my gauges yeah. as to whether or not that we should talk about movies or not. And if we you didn't like it, we probably should skirt to something else, <laughs> you know, because that's one of those movies that I just think had just is has is so impactful and has yeah. so many small things that you needed to watch throughout the movie. And if you were too busy with your popcorn or you were on your cell phone, then we probably, you probably missed what I wanted you to see. And we don't have anything to talk about. Well, that goes back. And that goes back to a point that I was making earlier that I totally forgot about. Cause again, the goldfish is in full effect. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. We were talking about music and the same thing goes for movies too. And I said this, like, this is the reason I think I'm, I, I may not be as well adjusted as, as I should be because some movies are the same way with people too. Sometimes they're just background noise, right? Yeah. And, oh yeah, no, I know a lot of people are like. That. So those yeah. two things. I, hey, you know, you know what? So am I. Sometimes, if it's a movie with you know, and while I do like the guy, but you know, if I turn on a movie with you know 
Dwayne Johnson in it, and it's about a burning skyscraper. I'm probably not going to pay much attention. Yeah, but it's nice background noise. Yeah, you know, I I, I do that. I'm, I'm I'm as guilty of that as other people. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, there are certain movies that that you really need to pay attention to, and a lot of times I'll recommend stuff to people, and I go, but listen. This is not something that you can be scrolling through Twitter while you're watching. You need to actually watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, if that's a problem, then, go home. You know, go home. Again, we don't have anything to talk about. So. Well, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying about that. Because I've had that where, like, you know, with people, like, either it could be a, a movie or a record that I'm like, I've had this conversation, like, hey, so this is super important. You know, and you're a fan, and I got a copy. Do you wanna you wanna watch this or listen to this? Oh yeah, dude, I'm coming over, man. This is gonna be awesome. And like that, yeah. Let's just say it's a record, for example. Put the record yeah. on, and like my expectation is for you to shut up, and for me to shut up, and for us to experience this thing, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a utopian idea. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> right, I know. I know, and I know you know, and even okay, I'm even more like you know, yeah, you burp. Okay, are you are you do you do like I do where you pause it and go, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and wait till you're done with what you're doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Or I just get I I do that several times. I just forget it, you know. Or I just (laughs) get I just get flaming pissed off and go, dude, what the fuck (laughs) are you doing here? Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Shut up! And I start screaming my head off like a maniac. Your phone. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's frustrating because it's like, dude, you said you were into this. Whether right. it's a, I don't care what a movie or a music or whatever it may be, um, you're into this, but you you can't. And I look, I understand, I, and I think really that comes down. And I don't want to go all the way down this rabbit hole, but I, that does come down to just even I don't have that good of a, an attention span anymore. No, uh, I don't either. And I work really hard, especially nowadays, to sit in one place and do that, like watch a movie or listen to a record or something like that because those are things those are like two of my favorite things to do yeah, however however when i get the chance to do it it seems like it's so hard for me to do it it's this weird cosmic joke i have well you've got to carve out a time anymore it's not man it's not like it used to be we've got so many things going on all the time there's always something you have to but if you carve out a time to do it you got to do it yeah, you know, totally. it's hard. It is hard. I agree. With you. It is hard. It's, t- it's de- it just to slow down and say, I, I'm going to dedicate this time to this. And it's not going to be anything that I would consider. And I consider like listening to new records because I have a pile sitting on my on my system right now, literally a half a foot deep that I need to listen to, that I'm trying to get to. You know, I yeah. buy all this shit and I can't sit down to listen yeah. to it. It's oh, crazy. Oh, I know. I know. So, and it's, it, but you do it and that's why I'm like, okay, you need to sit down and take the take your time. And listen to this stuff, and I think that is productive. It's good for your, it's good for the soul, it's good for morale, right? Yeah, it's good for totally. your stomach too, yeah. you know. So yeah. that stuff's all important. And I, you know, going back to, boy, we we really went into the weeds this time, Troy. Yeah, uh, we did. I know. I thought, I thought that too. We're like yeah. we're we're flying off the. I'm sorry. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's all right. This but, has been fun. But yeah. I think that that just illustrates the power of. Let's just say what art is. I mean, especially for, you know, for me, I know, and you too, like movies and music, how powerful that is and how how we respond to it as people who are just connoisseurs of it, right? Yeah. How it makes us feel. Imagine being that person that's creating that, right? Oh, man, no kidding. No kidding. That's intense, you know. And that is, yeah, that's not me. I mean, I, I don't, 
you know, I'm not, I'm never going to make a movie. I'm never going to do, you know, fine art. I'm that that's not something that I'm going to do. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And I can't imagine what must run through the heads of people who do that stuff. Yeah, totally. You know, as being like you, someone who loves it as much as we do, you know, to be able to appreciate it, that's awesome. But man, making it must be insane. Ghostly talk. <laughs> Did you ever share this again?